Hello listeners, welcome to this episode of Political Crumpet and I'm here with my life partners, my guests, my uh, sidekicks, esteemed my colleagues, bo- my boys. Is, was it appropriate for me to call you <laughs> my, my boys? My bros, oh, well, you know. Who cares? Yeah, um, so Lee McGowan and Sam Roberts Hello. and I'm Arthur Velker. I'll be leading today's discussion which will be talking about... Um, Gender politics and masculinity in the context of gender politics. So we'll be talking about a different type of politics today. I hope mm-hmm. you gentlemen are okay with That's that. Okay. I um, <clears throat> so there's a lot of um, tensions at the moment in the gen- gender politics uh, sphere um, regarding uh, propagated by um, two sides or characterized by two sides, one of which is the, the kind of chauvinistic male-dominated um, a macho kind of culture and on the other hand we've got the the kind of extreme feminism kind of view which um says that they're the women are staggeringly um unrepresented in the workplace and they everything seems to be very dom- male dominated and there needs to be some sort some sort of a societal reform um so first of all i'm just want to focus on the basically the kind of the argument itself and whether the one thing that really struck me with regards to this is the men are seem to be pitted against women so in my opinion and i think i just wanted to ask you think that that's that's right because uh, like in a lot of circumstances i would not necessarily <clears throat> on the general scale i would necessarily disagree with men a lot more than i would disagree with women so Okay. First of all, men are not uh, like a small minority of people <laughs> that are constantly in, in sync with each other and Without hold the same views and hold out uh, the same outlook for everything. You know yeah. what I mean? There's, there's, a, like I said, there's a whole lot more men that I would disagree with than than women. Men and certainly I don't want, I don't, yeah, and I don't want to be um, categorized. I don't want to be shoehorned into the same category as some particular men, um, who some people I would not even necessarily want to have any association with whatsoever. So I just want to um, ask you about the whole binary argument, you know, like men versus women. Is that something um, that you think is appropriate or do you think that that is that what's happening or am I just... Oh, no, I'd say like particularly with feminist movements these days and I guess this new, the new buzzwords you hear, I suppose, like rape culture and all these things, there's definitely, there seems to be a big clash these days between men and women and I think it's being pushed by specific groups. Um, my personal view is that, yeah, there are differences between men and women, and I think we should be aware of that fact, you know what I mean? Men and women aren't the same. We do have differences about how, you know, our own life challenges, our own strengths and weaknesses, that kind of thing. But when we, the fact that there's a culture these days of kind of clashing between it, I think it makes the problem worse because it distances men and women further. You know, these groups who are attacking men or these groups, you know, and are pushing certain things, they're actually creating more of a divide between men and women. I don't think if there are any issues that need to be resolved, they'll be resolved better if men and women work together to help, you know, men pro- male problems or female problems than if we're divided talking about the other side. Yeah, yeah, like I, th- I think you're correct what you said, because it's more, it's more appropriate to think of uh, everybody as people instead yeah. of the two genders. And I think <clears throat> the other notable thing that I want to bring into this is the fact that, like the terms, there is specific terminology that are being used. Um, mansplaining, for example, that like, <laughs> obviously is a very popularly used term. And another another one is manspreading, which is uh, I'm pretty sure you you all aware of. Um, we have balls, ladies. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> all right. We can we can scrunch it up. <laughs> we'll be damaged. Um, the the other one is toxic masculinity, obviously, which is which is very big at the moment. It's a very widely commonly used uh, term. 
but like these gender kind of specific terms you know man like this is i think this is kind of propagating that even more you know what i mean it's like a catalyst like it, it's kind of making the, the gender divide it's it's outlining even more yeah it's in kinda, my opinion do you not think in a weird way kind of <laughs> like uh, what we said last week my view on uh, the, the rise of left-wing and right-wing groups tying back to the last episode ladies and gentlemen give oh, i like it that's like a nice transition yeah. yeah the yeah. fact that they are getting more distant and more extreme means that they don't have you know political discussion anymore the same way yes. they don't have the base and find and you know work together to find a consensus which means the problems become more and more extreme and both groups become more divided the same goes for men and women if you have these specific terms that are kind of almost attacking one gender from another gender you know then all that's doing is just you know it's getting battle lines drawn which is not going to help anybody really you know? sam i haven't heard much from you i think yeah, it's time for you really, to pitch in yeah it's really difficult <coughs> sam thing. is currently just a listener like you in awe he's more of a listener in this yeah. one no no come on we want to hear opinions it's, no it's a very interesting point i'm just trying to think about what i think which is I don't know because you are right that is men uh, you shouldn't be pitting men and women against each other and you're saying there you say there are men and women are different and they are but then people are different as well yeah. I mean there's you know it's almost redundant to say I mean it's 50% of the population versus the other 50% yeah we're, like, we're with such a big group yeah. to say men and women is men and women are different yeah. kind of redundant because those, men and men are different those terms yeah person. men men are different to other men yeah do you um, think the the argument seems to be div- divided uh, in in that um what, what would I say like in that kind of term men versus women yeah it is that's a, those terms <coughs> you're saying are unnecessary but they probably come from the place where the point they're making I would probably agree with in general which is that men don't you know it's not that they have because they have naturally a lot more power in society in general they kind of they're coming from a position of power whereas women aren't so I can kind of see the whole feminism because I was I was looking up all the feminism stuff and there is a thing now where feminism is kind of associated with being anti-men which doesn't necessarily have to be the case and probably most of the time isn't the case I don't think you know I think most of the time that probably isn't the case if we were speaking about older um like the you know the original kind of feminist groups back in like you know the mid 20th century now like you know, I would class myself as a feminist if we're talking about those feminist groups today, you know, just to bridge the gap of, you know, the equality difference between men and women in society. Yeah, I think I'd say most people these days are for that, you know. Yeah. But there are definitely more extreme groups these days. There so, are, yeah. This is, that is know. a problem. And it is the internet, I think, probably plays into that as well. Like yeah. you were saying, the whole echo chamber kind of thing where you get, it just becomes, it sort of whips yourself into a frenzy when you're... Did you just mansplain something to yeah. me? <laughs> extreme offence. You know, what? No, I'm just trying to make my point. But you're a man and yeah. you're explaining it to me. Yeah, Therefore, yeah. you're a man. I, I suppose I do agree with Sam. I know where it, where it's come from because there are yeah. certain statistics that you can't really um, argue against. You know, like yeah. like the workplace is very well. There was like I mean, over the, about 20, 15 years ago, it was very male dominated. You know what I mean? Like women usually had, or they were shoehorned rather into like these domestic kind of roles, which is yeah. a very traditional kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is kind of reasonable to understand where that view is coming from, because men did hold all the professional positions, the positions of power. Well, there was an interesting thing I was looking at, um, which is kind of obvious, but you don't really see it until it's written down. I saw it in another context. They were talking about black presidents in the United States and how the black presidents, if they were done proportional to the amount of black people in America, there would have been, over the 44 presidents of America, there would have been five and a half or something, like five... I mean, obviously not a half. <laughs> he had um, a really bad I, term. Or he did, yeah, he had a really bad tan. Yeah. <laughs> a bad tan. Uh, um, okay. Let's just pretend I didn't say that. Um, so five and a half. It would be the proportional amount of black presence. Yeah. Yeah. There's been zero women, and that's 50% of the so proportionally, there'd be 22 
US presidents that were women. Yeah. That's proportionally there's zero. There's oh, none definitely. now. So like But um I'll ask you as a question. Do you take like obviously there is definitely a societal factor there, you know, like but do you also think there might not just be a an actual difference in um the genders themselves and in terms of the roles we would go to naturally? That's probably true, but also think about in Ireland, they used to have in the civil service, if you got married you had to give up your job. That was the way, like, if you're a woman, yeah. you the woman had to give up their job in the government civil service if they got married, which is an, a really extreme example of it, but that's an example of it. That's what is the, you know, historically, um, I think you'd find a lot more. And it is probably true, certain jobs, and I know Jordan Pearson, we were listening to his mm-hmm. podcast, he talks about that, that it's men are more likely to go to certain things and women are more likely to go to other well, things. Well, another point of that was that in Scandinavian countries, which have the, like, they're the best example we have for equality of men and women across the society. You know, they are, like, in, in terms of, in, I suppose, access to jobs. In those countries, you know, the divide in terms of the roles they pick in their jobs are more is more pronounced rather than less so more men would be into construction and politics more would go into nursing and those kind of roles like you know but women that, tend they... to fall into roles that are associated with uh, humans social That's roles it, yeah. no, whereas men tend to fall into roles naturally uh, that are more associated with things artificial is, things you can even t- you can even show this with uh, children before like they even hit like three or four so before you yep. even set to notice any physical differences between uh, a met- you know a boy and a girl yeah, boys will be more drawn to objects, you know, uh, things, yeah, toys, and women are more drawn to uh, people. Yeah. But is that, well, a, I mean, is, that a so, is that a natural thing or is it a social thing? That's the problem. We'd have to, the only way you'd know that is by looking at those experiments I know, like, themselves. I know yeah. Scandinavia, it is in theory a lot more, you know, like you're saying, they have a lot of equality and everything. Yeah. But is it still, do those things still exist? The whole, like we're talking about with the masculinity, the culture of it and everything. Does that not still exist? And does it potentially? Not have but a, you know, it is weird. But the thing okay. is, the, it's the only. It's the best example that we actually have to go by. You know, all the other yeah. examples are hypothetical ones. You know, like uh, a country that is completely dominated by women in the government. You know, but the, like we haven't seen that yet, so we don't really yeah. know what. And there was a point you were yeah. making there earlier before we came on about the fact that even the women in politics are very yeah. There's a thing because very masculine. There's a certain attitude. Um, <laughs> there's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, on. It's definitely an attitude of like I suppose certain. Like feminist groups be almost implying that all the world's problems are being brought about by men because men are the ones who have been in power more or right. less. But that implies to a degree that if women were the ones in power, that things would be much better. But we have no way of actually knowing this for sure. And the the yeah, world yeah. the world leaders we've seen key examples being you know Margaret Thatcher and Theresa May. You know, female. They've been very aggressive, aggressive and extreme. Like the Iron Lady. You know, well, they they've, they've exhibited kind of manly traits, more masculine uh, yeah, traits, characteristics. And you could you could argue that could be because of. You know, that's a woman having to be more masculine than men to could survive. Could be, yeah. So you're trying to say that could be like a woman potentially trying to make it in that kind of yeah. atmosphere of masculinity and dominance. Is that yeah? But then is that is that an is that is that the one that, that's the thing? Is it a is it an example of? <laughs> is it a product of the yeah? The but or is it a product of the environment they're in, or is it just an example that to be a leader you have to be like that? You have to Mark, be the people. Mark Margaret Thatcher, you're being too extreme. She's there, tears in her eyes. I'm only doing this. I am what you've made me, men. <laughs> now go attack the um, Falklands. We're getting them back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's quite an interesting. Uh, it's quite an interesting thing to think about. But like you know, like that that just that's feeding into the social hierarchies argument. Yeah. And there are social hierarchies. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, that, that's very difficult. Um, 
can't really deny like that. I suppose you can't. Yeah, yeah. Like what's yeah. we it, haven't we don't know what a world would be like without social hierarchy. Social yeah. hierarchy exists. Yeah. Um, it's what we sort of. But is it not? I'm gonna say think, it's what we are because it's a very redundant thing. Oh yeah, but, <laughs> you, can't, but you, can't, you can't get rid of them. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like we've, I mean, think uh, societies, country have have tried, but like the social hierarchies as if they form naturally. Like without even any particular system that encourages kind of, them, they still form. Yeah, there's a lot of things that happen naturally that aren't good as well, like slavery. No, you're right about that as well. Yeah. But you know, that, that's the thing. We yeah, like, okay. Well, that's, invading that's, and pillaging as a, countries as also a society, we should make changes to the current systems we have to improve them, rather yeah. than this idea of a great societal reform. You know, oh, social hierarchies are bad. Men being in power more than women is bad so we need to scrap yeah. that and change it. you can't do that it's, it's it is our so, literal would you culture. say you have to improve you know make changes you know would you say men being empowered then is a natural thing do you think that men are you know leader type people whereas women aren't would you agree well, with that, that or not? i wouldn't believe that women aren't leader types you know i don't think that as well at all in it's a just, general way in a general in a general way i mean like from our own like from our traditional history and all it has been that men were the providers and the you know and the warriors and the leaders and all those roles whereas women were more the uh the caretakers of home and that's i'm not trying to say that in a it, it, it is, yeah I, I think it's propagated by the fact that men are like tend to be very dominant so they, yeah. they they're kind of very aggressive with how they conduct more disagreeable um, and like obviously in modern times would be uh it would be defined as how like aggressive they conduct business and stuff like that it's still very cutthroat like you know yeah. what i mean like marketing and like that's, any of those that's what, that would be my instinct to agree with that as well but <coughs> naturally that would seem to make sense but then think about think about in england ding <laughs> um, mentioning england again um sam does it again think about <laughs> in Eng- strikes back think about in england where 99 percent of the people in government are incredibly rich or came from very privileged backgrounds the house do you of not Lords, think not- yeah is it which is horrible by the way and yeah. when you look at history not, a, this, how, not even house of lords but just the mps they MPs all come do. from very well this is feeding into my next one because i wasn't gonna end it there i was gonna say um it, it has been the way yeah it's going to form naturally but i think then since then obviously um that's forced women into the kind of background you know what i mean yeah. and now i think it is time for us to reflect on that and start making some changes to kind of to make it yeah to balance it out a little bit i suppose you know yeah. so it, 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 in my opinion has been a very much cultural thing but i think it needs to be um women need to be given the opportunity to to start off from a level playing yeah, like yeah. Oh, that, men, i definitely know? agree and i do believe that like again there's been great strides since the 20th century in terms of you know women's rights so you know women are now becoming as educated as men they they work as much as men you know they can reach positions as high as men you know it's the, the it's while it necessarily isn't equal in terms of statistics you know i do believe now we're in a world where you know but women are now be, uh, more more become more qualified yeah, in, yeah, in terms of their level but of is education it though, that's the thing is it, are we there that's the well, no, no, that's, a, a, no, that's an argument we're not we're not on. we might necessarily be there in terms of the statistics in workplaces but we are there in terms of the opportunities now you know are they though that's and here's, here's an interesting point though one thing is that um it's while it is beneficial but there is things we have to think about in terms of uh, the, the differences in men and women because one attitude you know if you're pushing diff- like feminist groups will push differences between men and women and imply men are the problem at the same time there's other groups who imply that there's no difference among genders but that's not true and if you look at um the way men and women even look at relationships women generally this also comes from Jordan Peterson and who <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna be plugging throughout this show, ladies and gentlemen. Just Check make your handle there. Yeah. But basically, women will um, <clears throat> look for a partner who is equal or higher in the social hierarchy. That's correct. G- generally speaking, and then 
men will generally marry, you know, equal It's an attractiveness factor. Yeah, but that, for that thing, men and women look at attractiveness much differently. Men will focus more on... Well, that's what I mean. It's, a, it's yeah. an attractiveness factor where women are concerned. You know, yeah. the, you're a higher standing in terms of the social uh, scale. Yeah. There's a quote from Dave Chappelle. There's a Dave Chappelle joke, actually, about that. Men have nice cars. Not because they like nice cars, but because they know women like men with nice cars. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <clears throat> so we'll move on to the next topic then, right? Yeah. Let's talk about masculinity, uh, masculinity a little bit, okay? So let's debunk the term masculinity. Let's so go what, what, folks. three experts in the topic here. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little bit one sided, but like, who who better to talk about masculinity? <laughs> better with <than> men. <laughs> we can discuss this too. It's uh, very peculiarly dominating, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> okay, so what does yeah? What's masculinity to you guys? Let's let's see what you guys think about masculinity. What's masculinity to you, you Lee Forst? I was going to say Sam's the more masculine, I'd say, out of the two of us. Even, even though I'm hairier, so I'll, I'll let Sam go first. <laughs> I would say masculinity is having a lot of hair. Um, having a lot no. of hair. Well, no, I don't really think it's anything. Two points to me. I don't necessarily believe, I don't really go along with the whole idea that there's an idea of being a masculine man, necessarily. I just think you're a person, really. I mean, I know that sounds kind of, um, makes me sound like a hippie or something, but um, I don't it really does. go with the idea. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um... No, I don't really go with the idea that there's a masculine type of man. I think you can be a masculine woman. You could be a, you know... Yeah, but if, if the that, traits, isn't that contradicting no, no, yourself? The you traits that are associated <laughs> with being masculine. You oh, what be, is that in your be opinion? Be seen in a woman. Yeah, that's well, strength, uh, fearlessness, you know. Now we're getting to the juice. Now we're getting to the juice. Once you get past that, you know... The stereotypical... That virtue signaling the stereotypical traits associated with He tried to be liberal, but we broke him in. Now we're seeing the image. These are the stereotypical traits that other people would associate with it's masculinity. Big, it's a big gladiator um, man base. That's what yeah. you're saying. It's the most stereotypical That's, masculine yeah. man you could imagine. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get big, bro. <laughs> That's the stereotypical thing, which I don't think necessarily needs to apply to men and that, applies to women as much as it does to men. I think we found a politician answer in our political podcast. Yeah, I such a scumbag. This is what I think other people would think, not that I'd even consider it. I don't <laughs> agree with it, but that's what people would agree with. I was just tweeted this from a very... He's just very like an offspring message. of Dave Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Lee, no, you, you next. Yeah, I've had enough of him. No, I would, to an extent, I would agree to it. I mean, I guess... The obvious one, like he's saying, is, you know, a, a strong man, a kind of courageous man. But I guess if you were to go into more modern day views of masculinity, I think there is things for a man to be. More, yeah, the, mo- the, the modern. Yeah, let's yeah. let's talk about modern yeah, contem- man, or contemporary. Contemporary. Yeah. Ooh, nice. <laughs> the man would be more of the um, like, I guess it's oddly enough, when I say modern, I'm going back to more traditional views. But I do believe a man should have the a responsibility aspect, a provider kind of role. You know, his um, he's confident. He's, you know. He works hard. He's you know he's that kind of thing. He 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 just he provides and does his own work. Yeah. He's kind of a stoic nature, I guess. If you want, I do believe you know, in a masculine trait, men would be defined as less emotionally. Um, how would you sh- how would you explain it? You know, vibrant. You know, right. men would be more close. You know, a bit more uh, introverted. But then this nature, is the point, though. Is that <laughs> yeah. do you agree with that? Do you think that's what they should be? I don't necessarily like that's. I mean, that's my own head of a definition of like if you were imagine just you know a you're. Ma- de- def- the you're, word masculinity. Yeah, like. but a lot of those general traits can be achieved regardless of your personality. You could be a very um, eccentric man who's very emotional, but you could still be masculine. You know what I mean? You don't necessarily... Have, I mean, I, I would define myself as very eccentric. I'd still define myself as very masculine as well. You know what I mean? That's the thing. that in your gayest voice possible. Exactly. You know? well, that's, I mean, I, I suppose, I guess, a certain confidence, I think, comes with it as well. Yeah. What do you think, Archer? What would you define yeah, as masculine? This is interesting. Um, 
like it's, it, I would take both your points on board. Like there is the traditional aspect of it, and the traditional aspect, like because obviously we we have the way our society is structured right now is very much it connects with the history because we work linearly. So a lot of what we <clears throat> achieved so far, we we've done it as a result of our history. So and a lot of the things that we you know define, um, in traditional terms. But um, yeah, I mean, like I. I I suppose originally it was associated with strength, um, superior physical strength and stuff like that, and dominance. I think now that is the problem. It's starting to cause a problem. That is why now uh, masculinity is having a bit of an existential crisis at the moment because the the original um, or the traditional aspects of it, the dominance kind of, is starting to get in the way of progress. Yeah. So I think in modern terms, I would probably say a man is somebody yeah, that, that can provide for a family. Um, very much the pillar in the family structure kind of thing. I know that's a very patriarchal patriarchal view. Yeah. But I mean, like it's yeah. I, I suppose then, I would borrow from traditional I, terms a little bit as well. But I I would think the the kind of physical dominance thing is redundant. Although I do think that in, that you need to have uh, exhibit a certain dominant traits yeah. depending on the circumstances. No, I mean, not in not in like not in relation to. Um, social um environment and stuff like that but but in terms of like your your professional uh, professional environment and your career and stuff yeah. like that i guess we could know? say instead of a the the old you know physical strength of physical dominance we could just say more like emotional stability emotional dominance kind of thing you know? then, like, more more of a, more control i suppose is more control yeah thing, that's you know a I mean? good way to do it yes yeah. yeah. so control oh. of yourself and, and as much way. as the control like the situation around yeah. you exactly. and, 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 and control situations i suppose absolutely and, and, yeah. and then be able to help people around you I suppose. both of yeah. you man mentioned being a provider being the sort of pillar yeah but does are you would you say then that if someone isn't that they're not masculine or they're a failure in some way if they're not no that, I, I didn't yeah. say that it defines we, we, masculinity i said it's it's one of the traits of masculinity yeah. but if you don't have it, it means it's not the not, fundamental trait not yeah. no that's not like i said that's not what it means it's just There's, one of the aspects we are, we are mentioning the you know what we would define as masculinity just because you don't have those traits you know if you don't have an eight inch crack lads you aren't man that's what we're saying <laughs> what i'm saying is like i i know um like what seems to be the problem now is is that women's sorry that let me rephrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People Women. seem people. People. Certain people think that um, if men have this like strong patriarchal view, that they should be the the kind of a the the provider, as I said, and that means that women have a backseat kind of role. I believe that a woman should have the choice to do whatever she wants, and if she, if a woman in the in the relationship wants to pursue a full time career, um, and if maybe she she does not want a more domestic role, then that's perfectly fine. I would yeah. be absolutely fine with it. Defining masculinity... It's, it's a matter of consensus yeah, between def- the two people. Def- making a definition of masculinity doesn't mean that, you know, femininity has to immediately take the polar the opposite. Yeah, 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 or, yeah, or, yeah or absolutely, yeah. So, you know, men can have... There could be a masculine view that's good for men, and then there can be a new view of it, femininity that's I think that's it relies on harmon- harmony. Yeah. So between the two. So yeah. what do you what do you think about the ste- the reverse of the stereotype? Then, if there was a family with the woman was the provider and the man was the stay at home parent, that who didn't th- really do anything, what would your what would your view on that be then? I would not say no. That's le- le- you're gonna have to <laughs> let <laughs> just ask him the question. No, no, no. I know I can answer that. I've, an- I've answered in my head. I'm just trying to put it into words. What I'm trying to say is, in that particular uh, uh, situation, um, where a person is not taken. I suppose pursuing a professional career, he can still a man can still exhibit 
the, all those traits within the position that he's in, you know, like a domestic role. A man can still uh, show or manifest those traits in his role, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if, if, I, if say, I'll give you a more specific example. Say for there's a stay-at-home dad or whatever. He's still providing. Yeah. You know, he can still show all those things that I've just said he can, but he just has... Yeah, it's, it's just a particular role that he has yeah. at he still home has, he or still whatever. He can still do all those things that we just mentioned. Absolutely, still, yeah. He can still, that. yeah, he can handle the responsibilities. He can still be in control of the situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're applicable to different yeah. situations. I guess that's, that's a good... I guess what, the, what society should have now is we should still retain how a man should, you know, defining masculinity, but not necessarily making that be a, you know how you do how you are in your profession or how you are in your you know if you're not pursuing a certain job you're not a man that's not necessarily the case you can still have masculine traits while not necessarily pursuing a masculine yes general role yeah that's what i'm trying yeah. to say you don't have to pursue uh like a, a very dominant career or like a professional kind of aspect of the it same goes that, for, that doesn't define you as a man yeah. like your, your career the same goes for women job. there can be like a general view of femininity that a woman can still be while still you know pursuing got a professional career, you know, in a very male-dominated workplace. It doesn't necessarily mean they are being, the, you know, by pursuing that, they are doing something more masculine. You know, they can still be the general traits of femininity that, you know, everyone... Affection and, yeah. Yeah, that's that kind of thing, you know. More matri- yeah. you know, matriarch and patriarch, I suppose, yeah. you know. Um, right, the the second part of that um, theme. So, do you think there is a toxic element of masculinity then? Oh, yeah. Talk to masculinity a bit and, yeah. yeah. Well, this is um. You want to say what this one's happening? Yeah, no. I had a good example of it was um Daniel Cormier, who's a UFC champion, uh, MMA fighter, who cried after he lost uh, in the title fight he had, um, and that spawned a lot of memes, which are powerful, but were basically taking. Well, let your memes be dreams, folks. Yeah, they were basically taking the piss out of him for uh, crying and yeah. being a man who was crying, which I thought was funny, you know, considering yeah. he was pretty much the stereotypical we were just talking about he's he was huge. your stereotype of big strong man. yeah basically <laughs> huge strong whatever you know he would uh he's the idea of what you know in theory a really masculine man is take care of you and crying was sorry <laughs> are we good if that's what you, if that's what you're is that the, if that's up your street league um, but yeah he he had the piss taken out of him for that despite being more man than, than the people, slagging, the people him. slagging him if that's you know if that's the definition you're going by of what makes someone masculine or whatever um, so I thought that was interesting the way that was frowned upon it, yeah. do, it seems to have done a bit of a 180 on it there's people saying well obviously there's something wrong with crying especially after something if it's like he said if it means that much to you you're allowed to cry or whatever yeah. and that's why I'd agree with that I think that's uh, there's nothing wrong with that even though it's a stereotypically feminine and this is what this toxic, toxic masculinity is all about that stuff that's stereotypically feminine is then bad that's yeah. like for coming from a man which i don't really think is true at all and kind of leads to a lot of people leads to men kind of bottling themselves up a bit oh definitely and that's uh you know bottling up their emotion and all this yeah. all the other stuff like that which is definitely not a good thing yeah i have a view that like i think in terms of i mean we talk about differences between men and women and like physically in my own opinion i say like you know i've got obviously generally men are physically stronger than women but i'd say emotionally and even when you look at statistics, I think women are more emotionally stronger than men. Like, they are more stronger. Men yeah, have, and absolutely. Men, there's a higher rate of suicide globally in men and in young men too. And I yeah, think that, yeah. there's a case that I, I think tox- toxic masculinity, it, I think it comes, it particularly comes from other men, but I think it comes from women as well. There is a certain element of, again, I think women do have a view of, you know, their view of a masculine man and a man opening up and kind of being emotionally vulnerable. That's not 
as attractive as a man who kind of is then, a bit more bearing do you not approach, think, but I, Do you not think men only really open up to women rather than to other <clears> men? But it depends. They, generally, like, that seems to be the case. They, yeah. They're a lot more likely as a man to open up to, to a, woman a woman than to another man. I that think. is true as well. Do you not think that's true? Yeah, I suppose. You guys can open up to me. And you can't. I'm political trumpet. I'd be happy to listen. Listeners, send your emails in anytime. We're always there for you. (laughs) (laughs) We're being responsible, man. Talking about all your feelings and photos. Not not too personal. Not not too much. No photos. No photos, please. (laughs) But I do Um, think think men, like, there is definitely a general stereotype, like, a general thing among men. Like, if if you're in a pub with a few friends, you start to open up. I'd say half the people. I think it's a trust issue. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you would open up to your friends, you no problem, because you know them. Friends, you know what yeah. I mean? But there's a certain barrier where there's people who might you might not necessarily know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's maybe it's a little bit of an insecurity. Oh yeah. If, of, if a man starts start crying in public, I'd say other men would. As yeah, you, as it, you it even know, see, take, take the piss out. Even like, if know. it was Daniel Cormier. Or yeah, somebody it was like a that, big fucking. Hell, probably even more so then, because you're going look at that big man crying. Ha ha! You know, it's like people like to watch Titans fall. Even like. I'm just trying to think of a scenario, but like even women being like extremely open emotionally, um, like like say it's a person that's very extremely open. They they they're not very um pleasant person. Not yeah, that's yeah. true as well. I suppose. I suppose kind of blunt, but that's what I'm trying to say people to you. Like, be, uh, people who are extremely open do not tend to be people that are seen uh, like socially attractive. Yeah. Well, as if we, just, if we have to describe what we mean by open. If someone's just like, I guess, brutally honest. I, emo- sorry, what I mean is emotionally sensitive. Yeah. And that, like, just yeah. very open in their Oh, emotions. yeah. So emotionally yeah. vulnerable, I suppose, yeah. is another element of that. You know, if they're very open, they'll they'll show it. If, if a person's emotional by by nature, Paralysis you know what I mean? Like, that, that's yeah. obviously there's nothing you can do about it. But what I mean is, like, openness and, like, being completely open about your feelings all the time. And, yeah. like, yeah. you know, like, there was an interesting aspect true. of this. From both sides. I had a, from both sides, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So it's not like it's a, it's a general man thing, you know what I mean? Like, say, like, I would just give an example like if yeah if, if, if a woman is is like extremely um open about like our sadness and you know our, our sorrows and stuff like that like even her female colleagues would probably be more likely to stay away from her you know what i mean yeah. um like that is the case yeah but even on. not even on the emotional side of it there was there's a funny thing we were talking about beforehand as well an anecdote i had from the other day when we went out and we had cocktails, and I had <laughs> I had what was what could be described as a very stereotypically feminine. What was cocktail. the cocktail? Sam? It was it. Well, I couldn't even pronounce it. It was a strawberry. It was very daiquiri. fruity. It, it was, was stra- it was a strawberry daiquiri. Oh, it, it was a very feminine it cocktail. Was very, it was in a champagne glass, and, <laughs> and it had, had a little strawberry, strawberry topping. On the top yeah. Of it. yeah. Um, and obviously, I had the the piss ripped out of me for that. <laughs> um, so I was thinking, is that is that an example of? Uh, you know, toxic masculinity. That's it's a very stereotypically feminine thing. Well, you were it was with, a very you were feminine with, drink. You or is that friends, something? Is that yeah. something where we were like, stop being such a bitch? That's a, you know, <laughs> man up, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously, yeah. It's a uh, you know, come on, have a have a laugh. Like that's yeah. not. Um, but that's but not I think yeah, that, like, like there's a difference between actually pressuring someone, um, putting pressure on them based on on masculinity, and actually just you know, um, joking. Like yeah. using it for comedic elements, you know what I mean? Joke, or or did you feel affirm, pressured in that particular no, scenario? No, not in that scenario. But like, does joking <laughs> not just affirm the whole social thing of it? Like yeah, it does absolutely. But I mean, well, if you're if you're gonna say that, I mean, every uh, comedic um, 
better comedy that we make is based on stereotypes. Yeah, but oh, is that a good much. thing? Or, you know, is that well, Sam, you Sam can't really make comedy about anything else. You know, what you know, I mean? like the, if, you, know, if you think about yeah. it, every every stereotype is yeah. what makes comedy. You know, to be mean? honest, I would agree. But it's it's an interesting argument there. Did like, you like, finish the cocktail? I was like, and it was delicious. I would like to add. She laughed, drank the cocktail, and went to the bathroom crying. What am I a man? What am I? I drank that and my. She looked at himself in the mirror, long and hard. It was gorgeous, and I'm glad I didn't let my my masculinity <laughs> override me from drinking it but uh, okay yeah. right, I drink woo-woos so personally. stop being a little bitch is, is oh yeah I tasted the woo-woo before absolutely fabulous yeah. unbelievable see I'm, yeah. a, I'm man enough to, to say words like fabulous and delicious and you know, with cocktails it's fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right guys so we're gonna go into a little bit more under the surface now and yeah. um, okay say one quick thing if that's yeah, yeah go on, go on, go on, yeah, I say yeah. I do think that um Again, there are definitely elements for of toxic masculinity as we just described, and I think that they should be addressed. And I think that men and women together could actually address them. But I think that the way current feminist movements are moving, it's less to they seem to be less to empower women and more to depower the current stance on men. Yeah, that's interesting and because I just wanted to, I wanted to mention this earlier because feminist the term feminist is a political view that um, strives to achieve equality among yeah. both sexes. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, I think now it, it seems to be that it's sort of a, becoming a bit of a contaminated term yeah. because it's, it's now taken on the definition of women at the forefront. So it's basically str- it kind of swaying away from equality uh, and basically yeah. um, becoming more sort of female force and then men second. You know, yeah. what and, I mean? I like, do, and I do take that <laughs> as opposed to equality principle. Yeah, I think the best way to help men become, you know, to remove elements of toxic masculinity would be to bridge the gap between men and women rather than yeah. to, I think women could actually help men much more so like remove the toxic elements of masculinity yeah, whilst yeah, they're retaining yeah. it rather than just having this divide and almost shaming men for be, having masculine traits which seems to be the current case these days, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, so what I was going to say, we move, we delve a little bit more under the surface now and we talk about some of the more serious issues. So the, sh- the, sh- the issue of uh, consent at the moment or the violation of consent, it's becoming like a general consensus at the moment that um, this, this whole thing of um, um, rape culture is becoming associated with modern masculinity mm-hmm. or it's, a, it's the darkest side of masculinity, I suppose, but now it's becoming more of like a, a direct association with it. There's also an, ag- uh, an agreement, or rather, um, a claim that young men don't seem to know how to to interact with women on a, in terms of uh, sexual interactions and scenarios, um, and yet yeah, the whole rape culture thing just feeds right into it. And um, we just want to talk about some of the influences first, and what what is because you can't, I suppose, deny yet uh, that there's a lot of um, events that have happened recently, and obviously the the oh, most. The behemoth of them all was there was the rugby players trial but um yeah just the the issue of how men i suppose um treat women in in social scenarios and in terms of uh, sexual situations like what is there particular influences that is there anything any factors that you think influence how uh, men act towards women yeah well there's a big there's a big <laughs> element of bravado there as well which we saw in those texts and yeah. There was a lot of people saying in response to those texts things like, well, you know, that's what everyone says, which isn't really an excuse. God. And it's probably a part of the it's probably true. It's probably also probably a part of the problem, though. Um, yeah. And there is an element of that where you're sort of playing it up. Um, 
you get a lot of men playing it up as well. But yeah, you were saying about the fact that men are almost being. It's almost like what were you saying earlier was about the fact that men were basically, uh, they were talked down to about in these consent. You were talking about these consent workshops. Yeah, that's what I want to get. But just to talk about that, like simply about one interesting fact actually I read. But I don't know how accurate it is. But what I heard was that um certain men get as much like gratification talking about sexual experiences they've had as they do actually having sexual experiences. Is that oh, true? Which that's is really, really strange. That's that's, and I think that's what, that could be a weird element of why, you know, you have, it's a general thing um, of men, like, you know, talking about their sexual experiences, all the lads, oh yeah, I was with this girl, you know, that kind of lad bravado thing, as you say. I think yeah. there's actually, there could be an actual element within masculine, within just the way men are kind of thing without that. Yeah. I do think the text in that, the trial of Paddy Jackson was like, they were horrible personally, you know what I mean, reading them, but, um, mm. Yeah, no, um, I think consent is an interesting one because, like, I think generally speaking, I would I would believe most normal people do have a fair understanding of consent, you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that there's, there's been a lot of pushing recently of consent workshops, trying to push it into yeah. people, you know? And I think it's fair enough to put it in certain cases. If some people do believe that they, you know, want to actually get a better definition of consent, I think it's fair enough. There were talks of making them mandatory in colleges, <clears> and I'm against that personally because I think certain ones can, rather than trying to push consent for both genders, I think certain ones have a certain element of trying to explain to men why they're dangerous and why they should be more careful. And I don't really, again, that's pushing this attitude of men should be ashamed of their own masculinity and should try to essentially you know, remove it from themselves. I think that's a very dangerous thing to do. Mm. Yeah, but then do you not think that that's the the fact that those texts are, were there, and the well, fact that they're probably more common than they should be. Well, I mean, were you? We look. It is a thing. I mean, there's. I mean, it's a horrible thing. There are plenty of sexual assault and rape cases in this country. I do think that. I mean, how a quick side note. I think that the from things I've looked at, there should be improvements made in how judges handle it in this country. I think it's you know terribly done. But we are dealing with a very. High. It's a delicate situation. Not even a delicate situation. That particular cam, that trial with the rugby players, like that, that's a, that's not. You can't norm. You can't use that as a norm because they are, like the rugby, the rugby community, like rugby players. It's pain. It's not the first time this type of thing has happened. They have a certain big view of themselves because they're big sports players. That's not how you can view most men. Isn't it? I mean, that well, that, that's that's going most, back to most, my first point when yeah. I said well, that uh, all men cannot be generalized. Yeah, uh, similar because this is a completely different strata. Yeah, um, like, those rugby players because they would not necessarily be associated with most men. They're completely yeah. different people. They have completely different backgrounds. Yeah, you, they, they have their own kind of um, life influences and their own kind of social no, environments yeah you know that's it you can't like i mean the other thing of course hollywood was a big example you're, like, you're yeah. dealing with these cases where <clears> these are these are people so above in it's a superiority class. complex a yeah and bit, it's yeah. not they're not even part of a class system anymore like if you're a rugby player or in your you're in hollywood you are no longer you're not even in you know high middle lower class you are in the realm of celebrities you know so of yeah, course, then of, I mean, I think it's completely. I think it's perfectly logical to think that there are people in there, like you said, with a superiority complex. They feel above everything, so they have. For, I mean, I don't think most people would be texting things like, "What? Oh, how are we all such legends, lads?" You know, like There's, they might be like, "Oh, yeah. I had a great night." But I don't think they're in this scenario where yeah. you know they feel yeah, above that, and beyond everything. That particularly, everything. yeah, that, that was, was a bit yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Let's point. let's talk about okay, yeah. Well, the rugby players are obviously it's a little bit more of an abstraction from the from from the male kind of um. Uh, the, the category but let's talk about some of the, the no, more normal um, scenarios yeah. like for example 
there is a school a secondary school in cork at the moment i don't know if you've heard about the, the this news story and uh, they found uh, a rape list in the toilet of a secondary school uh boys school what, what's, um, what's a rape list they basically guys of uh, school kids basically wrote like the names of 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 uh, the female stu- co-students colleague students that apparently they wanted to rape that is insane yeah that is mad that's and it's hit so like national basically headlines basically like a list of people they thought were the most attractive but basically probably not, yeah. instead of rephrasing it like it's that, that they, they yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm assuming it's based on like um, attraction yeah yeah because that's so. that sort of things exist before like you know lists and bathrooms of you know the yeah, most attra- yeah. i'm sure yeah. that's, that's a common thing but now, turning it to a goddamn like but it was called a rape list yeah that is that's you see the only thing is i i don't know my opinion is i don't feel like those type of things generally happen for younger people i feel like it's getting more it's i think personally the talk of like trying to push these things into schools and i mean i, I mean i think sex ed's important but going further than that i don't i mean i don't know about you when you're a teenager i don't think you know your ass from your elbow really you no know? You i'm don't. trying to push these very but what i'm trying to say is where, where i was going with this yeah. is there there are like obviously this is an example that the, like young men in particular are very much influenced um they're because their view their social view is not completely structured yet or developed yeah. so obviously they're much more prone to outside influences and i'm gonna get on to the subject of how people com- comment uh, particular media commentators and what what they what they say about this um, or how they lead the narrative about the disconsenting in regards to young males and I believe I told you that I'm not particularly fond of a, a Fintan O'Toole of, of Irish yeah. Times, but be, this is exactly my uh, point because he's wrote several articles on this and one of them basically said that um, from a very young age, parents or fathers in particular should educate young boys and basically not to touch a woman, not to disrespect a woman. That is the kind of pinnacle of masculinity. Yeah. Um, whereas I completely agree with that. that that's a point that shouldn't be mentioned. Because obviously, a parents are the first point of contact for children with the outside world. Yeah. So I completely agree with that. But they're completely disregarding all the other outside influences that are affecting uh, young males, in particular's yeah. view of women. And what I'm trying to, and particular, like the whole culture. You know what I mean? If you're gonna, like, look at every media and television campaign and advertisements it's all driven on the objectification of women and the sexualization of women that's true um, so when like i'm talking this particular scenario when if if a little child is taught by his parents and um, how to behave towards women and when he enters out into the world and he sees that the world is comp- the outside world is completely different than the world that he was experienced at home that's not you know what i mean that's not really helpful i do agree with that but also i do think like from that particular journalist, when it political club is getting powerful now, we're able to out Irish Times journalists. We're going. Well, I mean, you, it's, it, it's definitely worth a mention <laughs> no, because, like I said, the, the, like if you're gonna talk about that kind of thing, it's not just a case of um, men should stop raping or young boys should learn some respect. Well, because if you're completely like disregarding all these other societal influences that are that are putting huge pressure on young boys, because, yeah. like I said, they're completely underdeveloped. They have no idea of. Um, yet how to de- how to behave towards the opposite sex. There is an issue as well how easy it is to access her. I think we'll get into that in a little while. How easy it is to access, like you're saying, very provocative things, very things that yeah. will give young, impressionable you know, teenagers a certain view. Like of women, por- pornography is a very yeah, powerful we'll, one, but we'll get onto we'll, that, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll thing, though, I believe Ben Shapiro said, uh, talked about this before, because like, and I have a seriously, he, I'm basically quoting him here, but like my dad never took me to the co- to a corner and said like, you know, son, 
don't rape women. Like, you know, you never tell. Absolutely. It's yeah. hard to be. So when, to when, be something, when, when fathers have to tell that to children, you know yeah. that that's at that point that that's something's happening. Do you know say, what I mean? You shouldn't like you shouldn't even be mentioning those concepts because then also you're mm-hmm. normalizing them. I think it's a similar to, very, very quickly. I think it's a similar thing the way they're trying. You're to making it sound casual. Yeah, they're trying to teach don't kids rape now. Women, yeah. In fact, I think one reason the fact it's being discussed so much in media is probably the reason I'm obviously not condoning. But I think it's one reason why teenagers who are still figuring out, you know, what they're bleeding, what their penis does, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not being bad, but they're, what they're talking about are, are rapists. Like, I think it's because they're hearing this kind of stuff now, you know? It's in the media. I don't think so, that's from them. I think that's from what exact, they've heard. Exactly. Like, it's like when you see a, a six-year-old going to a Trump rally going like, oh, yeah, Trump's going to get rid of the Mexicans. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Of course not. Um, same thing we're trying to teach kids in America now how to deal with a school shooting. I think that's insane. Like, you know, you're, you're normalizing the concept. Yeah. yeah. Where and so to put that again, parents should definitely teach their kids to be you know proper human beings. You should teach a kid at a young age how to be a respectful gentleman, how to be an adult, how to be you know socially normal. Yeah, like I said, I completely agree with yeah, that. But, but what sh- I was gonna say was sorry. I'll let you go back no, to in two seconds. Yeah. Or, well, the only point I wanted to make was if you're going to do that, it's not just a case of that. You you shouldn't just tell ch- uh, parents to what to say to their kids and stop it at that. If you're going to do that, you should start deconstructing all these other elements that, that have a, this huge influence, you know? Yeah. There's, another, but, there's another aspect to it, which is kind of interesting, which is pretty objectively what women tend to like is someone who's confident and forward. There's a fa- point there where it becomes a, a sort of, yeah, that's what, a, where's the line of being confident and being too I confident? Mean, I do agree with you, Art, that like, definitely there are certain... Like inf- like things that teenage boys will see, and also again the ease of access to a variety of things on the internet. You can watch, you know, all sorts of, and even not even pornography. Just talking about, you know, again, general objectification of women is going to affect them. It's a very tricky one to deal with. Sam's point's very good too, because like consent. Again, I do feel you can. It's very easy to explain consent without it going so extreme. Like there's a good video about uh, if you treat it like a cup of tea. You know, I, I recommend if anyone who does want to have a good view of consent, watch that Here, video. Yeah, like, tell us. To put it like, you know, tell us oh, a little bit about say it. Yeah. You invite someone for, back to your house. Our listeners yeah, you invite someone back any. to your house for a cup of tea and then they want a cup of tea. But let's say you give you made the cup of tea, come back out and say they don't want a cup of tea anymore. You don't force feed them the tea. They don't want the tea anymore. So you just yeah. put it away. Or let's say they say they want a cup of tea and you go and make it. when you come back in, they're asleep. You don't. Give them tea when they're asleep. You just leave the tea next to them. There you go. That's, leave. A, that's a very good. <laughs> Sim- that is a good know, it's a very simple one, but like again, yeah. I mean, I'm. <clears throat> I do. I mean, consent's important, obviously, but I think and both sides have to be reciprocal. You know, reciprocate, and both sides have to acknowledge that this is what they both want. But I think certain certain consent workshops can be pushed in a certain attitude of you know, men. You have to be very careful. Then you get to a stage where you're approaching a dance floor. You go six feet to a woman. Excuse me. I would like to engage in conversation now. Do you accept this? And like, well, it, the mood's dead then. Nothing's absolutely, ever happen, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, an art rather than a... Right, yeah, yeah. We, we haven't got a lot of time. So yes. we move on to the last topic, okay? Um, the, the, let's, the, the big the, the, one. The, the behemoth, yeah. <laughs> um, so what role do you think pornography has in this, in, in the particular issue of yeah. uh, influencing young, young children? Because, I'll just give you a little bit of context, because obviously... Um, for for kids, it seems to be the problem is that, like I said, parents would be children first point of contact with the outside world. It seems that pornography is a child, a child's, or a young man's um, first point of con- contact with sex, sexual intercourse, um, because like yeah, with the ease of access that you can that yeah. you can, you can have to it, and the fact that yeah, anybody potentially from the age of twelve onwards can 
you know start using it and viewing yeah. all these and the portrayal of sex in pornographic videos is couldn't be more false than the, the original you know what i mean because this is a particular image for tips image basically. yeah pretty much yeah but that's the issue there because like, that, that's what, how everybody man. everybody where everybody gets the first perceptions of sexual intercourse from pornography yeah. and like you said like most of these uh like pornographic videos present very dominant submissive uh female submissive man dominant kind of sexual yeah. scenarios do you know what i mean no, it's it's the probably obviously it's probably the most harmful thing that you can watch I, or be influenced I think by it's, i think it's dangerous for like i think pornography is very bad for an absolute variety of reasons regardless of age you know i do like not saying I haven't watched it, but I do think that there are issues that I don't think people really. Yeah, I don't. I'm not, I'm not also, saying that it's, it's also, not a. It's not it's an the, issue of who watched oh, it. Oh no, I think no, like no, every yeah. No, I just mean it's the like also it's just the issue of how, how easy it is to watch now. The fact it's all video. The fact you can, you know, a teenager can now just watch on his phone. Yeah, you know, like that's a that's an extreme problem. Um, I even remember like you know I'd be fifteen or sixteen. You'd be on a bus on a school tour and some random kids would have pornography on their phone. They start showing yeah. it. Everyone, I'd be like you know shocked these days. I think it's going to be more yeah. easy to access, and yeah, as you're saying, almost too easy. It yeah. not like watch even watching normal pornography I think would affect a, a developing young boy's like you know yeah. way to interact with women. I think it actually like I think it makes it harder for a man to. And so if the, if you take that a step further, they start going into like I say watching this hardcore, hardcore stuff, it's more extreme yeah. stuff, and where men are very aggressive, you know, and it's painting a certain image in their own head. If they're at the same time not really having proper interactions with women, then you, that's like you say that's the only actual interaction they're creating. Sam, come on, but but in here. Yeah, no, I agree with Lee. I think yeah. it's too. It's a very, fairly recent problem, really. I mean, yeah, when I was growing up, it wasn't as common as it is now. I don't think he's like, got VHS. <laughs> <laughs> how, the, how the hell is a twelve-year-old going to get a VHS? You know, <laughs> or maybe a Playboy magazine? Like, oh, yeah. Um, no, I think it's definitely. Yeah, now, if you think of a Playboy magazine in comparison to now, you wouldn't even mag- consider us born. Yeah, anymore. I think look at just blink, <laughs> blink un- uncaringly, throw it away. It's like yeah, that's like coming from poverty or something that's yeah. compared to what people have now. Um, He's used this. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's too easy to access. There's too much of it, and you're right. It is. Most of it is too. It just reaffirms what we were just talking about there. I mean, your dad can tell you all you want about how you should have, like you were talking about Fintan O'Toole saying to his son, it doesn't matter if you're watching that much porn all the time, like, yeah. which basically says exactly the opposite, and that's all you get, you know, that's your knowledge of, of uh, sex and relationships. That's, I think, I think it's a dual issue as well, because I do think that, you know, for a young person, watching pornography will make it harder for them to even, you know, just in general social convention I'm not even talking about actual sex I'm just talking about like, <coughs> actually engaging with a woman yeah 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 like you know it's not like you know, men don't start off as experts you have to learn that kind of stuff I, you know like I'm sure everyone had to say you have to you know you go to a, a teenager in disco you have to learn kind of the way you act around women you know like you, you, you gotta learn, yeah, you learn yeah, that yeah, sort yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah. so if you're only examples then pornography it's gonna make it it's, it's very really interesting that you mentioned that because yeah. I, I thought about that before as well because it almost becomes at, at one point, at some point, you know, you you consume so much of this material yeah. that at some point it always be, almost becomes um, directly associated with all women. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. it's hard to see them from any other uh, outside perspective. You know, other yeah. than ha- without having that influence, they can be damaging. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, and again, because we're dealing with developing teenagers, like their brains aren't fully developed. It's, it's that much worse. That much worse. And then again, makes them more distant to women, so it makes them harder to actually have a proper relationship with women. 
which then makes them because there are certain demands there are certain expectations and just you know also like if you yeah if your only way is pornography you're not going to learn it's then they distant they go back to pornography for their own gratification it to feed the, the habit si- pushes the cycle further and then they're like the more they watch the more likely they're past, past the point of no return <laughs> yeah and then they'll start going into the more extreme stuff and then you've got yourself a you know an 18 or a 20 year old man who's unable to properly deal with women and whose only examples of sex come from these yep. you know aggressive yeah, yeah. TV repairmen and it's so <laughs> it's so who <laughs> <laughs> it looks especially there, like Lee there's going you, to be you a certainly rise. put an image into there's, my head Lee there's going um, to be a rise in the 20s of TV repairmen in this country um, there is with no TVs to repair it's so, it's so interesting how it's so taboo though isn't it like it's mm. nobody wants to talk about pornography well, and a, the people that like, do talk about it it's like they're, they're doing it forcefully they don't really yeah. want to talk about it so like I, I do think that there's always a pro- sorry to just there's always a problem that's with okay, kind of to, thank you as long as you have something good <laughs> to, yeah. to oh, it's, no, it's always a problem with taboo topics and I mean we can mention I can mention this in for every other episode we talk about this, like generally the rule is if you have a controversial topic you've got two sides who are kind of both very extreme in the view are arguing with each other but at the same time the problem's never actually addressed you know one side's saying you know, pornography is horrible. They says, fine. The lens become yeah. fogged well, and they yeah. fight over so something they both else talk about, They both talk about this. No <laughs> one talks about the specific issue of what about pornography affecting teenagers? No one's really mentioning that. And I think it, and it is. the elephant in the room. Yeah, it's a serious, it, it's a big problem. And we don't, another thing, we don't really know what the effects are going to be in the next 10 years. Because we were only... quite a recent thing. Yeah, like, I, you know, I mean, as a, I mean, we were, we were kind of generation... Be, I think we were the guinea pigs, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, you begin yeah, to get some, no, but you begin to get some access. But I have teen, I have cousins who are like you know eleven, and they have like they can they can use my phone better than I can. Like you know the the ability of younger people that use technology is becoming more and more extreme. So they could easily like I I'm, I even believe teenagers get back get past those parental blocks and stuff like that. You know it's mm. it's it's easier for them to access it now. Yeah. So it's much more of a problem. Okay, lads. Well, um, I've had five questions here, and Jesus, you've you've nailed them all. I'm I'm once again I'm gonna <laughs> walk really away completely mind blown. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll have a completely different perception of the world <laughs> than I did before I came in. But um, yeah, that that was great. We've nailed another episode of Political Crumpet. Um, thanks to Lee McGowan. Thank you. Thanks to Sam Roberts, and um, we'll see you next time on Political Crumpet. I do not mention. You tell your kids not to rape. That's insane. You goddamn. Yeah, just, just, yeah. just don't just say that. Teach yeah, them to be please. good. Teach them to be good people. And then <laughs> hopefully the common sense will prevail. Exactly. <laughs>